I don't know how long it took. Like, you well, know, now that we we do it, once now we, that we've actually done it, we did. Once the, we do it, we'll be able to do it again. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. This is 60 Cycle. <laughs> the guitar. Bye. <laughs> so like training body, fixing breaker, viewing playing podcast. <laughs> I made it. I'm very feeling very professional. First ad of the night was sent to us by Liam Barbaza. By the way, send us your ads to 60cyclehomecast at gmail.com and we will cover them on the show eventually if we think they're good enough to be on the show and then every single week ugh, every single week we pick one out of three ads to be the winner of the grand prize a 25 a 25 dollar gift card to the retailer of your choosing within realistic limits sweetwater reverb toman Things like that. I thought it could just be like anything. It could be anything. Yeah. As long as it's not McDonald's, like difficult for us to accomplish, Walmart. you know. Yeah, yeah. You want you want a twenty five dollar gift card to Walmart? I'm sure we it, can make it happen. The, the, so the thing that I've said is like, it has to be something that we can deliver to you digitally. Exactly. So it needs to be something where we can send you a code and say, "Here's your here's your gift. Here's card. your code," because we don't want to mail. Anything. So, anyways, this first ad is for a nine-string yep. thing. Lowered price, custom-built nine-string guitar. It's between a six and twelve for clarity on low and high strings. What? Uh, Taylor <laughs> makes an acoustic version. You can check out online. Neck is regular width, so you could just string it like a six. This one has a custom-built body. No one else has it. Semi-hollow. Sale or trade. This is in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. There's things I like about what's going on here and other things that it's like, I wouldn't have done it that way. Like I wouldn't have done the knob placement that way. I wouldn't have done the pickup placement that way. I would have favored a bridge or a neck versus a middle. Uh, very interesting that they're using a first act humbucker here. I like this body shape though. That's a fun body shape. It looks on the small side. Uh, the nine string string thing is, is interesting because it's a normal six string layout but then it's like if half of them were 12 strings. Right. So it's the GBE or, or a 12-string layer. Right, right. Which probably sounds very pretty. I kind of like I kind of like the 12-string bass strings, though. This, I, has, I this is GBE and D. So that's eight. This is a... Oh, no, no. Oh, oh God. <laughs> what? You going to make it? It's the D... G and B strings are chorus. Right, right. So you're you're low. You're two low so notes. Your E and your A your, are your not. Your E, A, and doubled. E. Your the low the, E, your A, and your high E. The string tree placement on this headstock are all is just all over the map. <laughs> oh, this thing's a bit of a trip to look at. But I don't it I kinda like this body construction, this sandwiched like plywood kind of construction that's unfinished and unpainted. I think there's something kind of charming about that. The ferrule for one of the tuners is holding on for dear life. Is it? Yeah. It's oh, like yeah, yeah. Out. It's popped out. <laughs> no, I, I agree. This bo I, I would love to see um, 
I, you know, I'd love to see High Spirits take on this body shape. I think, mm. I think uh, he would do a really good job with this body shape. I'm not in love. I, I don't mind that top F hole where your your where the armrest is, but the F hole down where the the knobs are, they should have moved the knobs to be over where that F hole is and just not done an F hole. I don't know. Those knobs in the F hole make that guitar look real happy. To- also. It's a happy guitar. Look at how thick the pick guard is. It's hard to tell like without really getting up on there, but it's like it's like cutting board material thick. It is thicker yeah. than the humbucker ring. Where I wonder where what what is that material? I don't know, but it is thick. It's some sort of black acrylic. They probably went down to the hardware store and bought. Yeah, they some just bought black a, acrylic. They just bought like bl- the black version of like the COVID win- the COVID screens. Right, at the, right. Uh, the grocery store. Uh, I'm trying to find it in other photos. The neck is not snug in the in the in the heel. I'm seeing a pretty serious gap mm, on the mm-hmm, upper bout mm-hmm. side of it, the upper side of the neck. But for a a home built guitar here as a project, there's. For what we're seeing as far as materials, yeah, the execution looks really clean to me. What do they want for this? No price given. No, two fifty. Oh, where did you see that? Oh, right it's here. on this one. Two fifty. Yeah. That's a Canadian two fifty. That good old Canadian two fifty. I think, because I don't think Facebook converts automatically. So you think that's what, like, a, like a, like a two twenty US? It's like it a 175 US. About 180 US. Ooh, I got close on the second guess. Yep. I like the shape. I, I actually don't mind the F-holes. And I the thing is, is with that lower F-hole, because I don't mind it, you're kind of stuck with that knob position. I don't think you can really put it anywhere else. You're using the cheapest tuners possible. Those, oh, yeah. Those awful, yeah. awful diamond back, like cheap-ass tuners. Yeah. I bet this thing would instantly be better with a fresh set of tuners but you've got to buy two and a half sets of tuners right you gotta buy <laughs> six in line <laughs> that's stupid the goofy thing is the the three on the other side aren't reverse like they're not from a three by three set they are it's two six in line sets so the other ones are just right back technically backwards <laughs> But for two fifty for for one what you say one seventy five US, sure one eighty. I don't. I think there's stuff to like here. I yeah. like I like the execution. I like some of the ideas the, the that went sandwich, into this. The sandwich body does look good. I wonder how stable like the bolt on is in that. I mean, I guess they probably just as have long a, as it has a like a center thing down the middle of it. I, I bet it's totally totally fine because that neck is looks really high off the body also which is the problem the body is super duper small like you can tell by looking at it, just this body is miniature yeah you couldn't you could barely fit a second pickup in here but i like that shape quite a bit like why do i like that shape what is that reminding me of it's kind of a there's like a, wasn't there like a univox that was kind of that shape oh i don't know it kind of reminds me of um who made it? Was it Yamaha made a Telecaster with a super long upper horn? Somebody mm. made one. It was the the guitar player um, f- 
from uh, the band Booker T. Booker T and the MGs. Oh, okay. Um, the guitar player. Yes, go go on, Steve. What was his name? Elaborate. I don't know. His name is Steve Cropper. Okay. The Cropper Caster. Cropper. We're going to get to the bottom of this mystery. Images. Oh, come on. Where? Am I wrong? I can't be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Could be wrong. He could be right. I'm not in love with the headstock shape, but for a nine string, what are you? What else are you gonna do? Like, yeah, there, there's you gotta uh, have there's a real estate going on there. Um, Steve Cropper guitar. This thing has almost on. more tuners than that leather guitar had studs on it last week. This somehow oh feels gosh. like it has more tuners than a twelve string guitar. <laughs> it's because it's so like compact up there, right? It doesn't right, really makes sense. Oh man. Sometimes I think, why don't I own a 12-string? And then I realize, oh, because I'd have to tune all those strings. I already freak out, like, tuning the high E. Like, I can't imagine tuning up strings that are that are thinner than that. Oh, just give me a, a complete mental breakdown. I don't know. For, for 175 U.S., uh, 250 Canadian, that's not throwing around money. I mean, you could get yourself into a nice squire with that money. I don't know why I thought of the copper caster. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look caster. like that at all, Steve. What's wrong Gosh. with you? Uh, the, the horns on it almost kind of look Depento-ish in a way. Um, but that the butt end of it definitely has this Univox thing that's in my yeah. head. Um, Price-wise... I don't. It's it's hard at that price because it's like you can't really get too much cheaper and have anything like really matter anymore. Like, th- yeah, this guy could sell it for a hundred bucks. Like, it's got issues that need to be addressed. Like the the tuner ferrules coming out. The tuners themselves need to be replaced, and that's going to be you know like a hundred bucks at least to get yourself into some decent. Well, tuners. you don't necessarily. I mean, they either hold tuner, they don't. We assume they don't because we know these are cheap tuners. Whenever I've had guitar that had those model tuners, they did not they hold were, tune. They were rough. Yeah, I, but I like the, the the guitar body sandwich board sort of concept there. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, not not in love with the pickup placement, but whatever. Like, I don't know. There's there's parts of this that look like someone's first guitar project and there's parts of it look like this definitely is not their first woodworking project like they they actually did a pretty competent job on a lot of this so i don't know this person has some kind of dog maybe yeah pet pet confirmed let's let's do some snooping and figure out other stuff about them they can keep a couple plants alive I mean the golden pothos back there. That you know, that's a cheater plant. Anyone can keep that alive. I don't. I don't know anything about. Plants. But there's like a rubber tree plant back there. They're keeping that alive. I'm impressed. Some other sort of plant. Uh, what else do they have going on in their house here? Christmas lights are still up. We don't. I guess they've we don't some, know when these pictures are from. They got so. a brick fireplace. They got some decent looking molding around their their sliding door there. Some sort of basket. What else do we have going on here? Can we Sherlock Holmes into figuring out exactly where these people live? There is in yeah, this Hamilton, shot, Ontario, a phone resting on an IKEA piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. I can tell it's IKEA because it has that hex bolt on the side of it. This is a very IKEA guitar. <laughs> I mean, we can see the person in the reflection of the thing here. Oh, yeah, you can see their open shirt. Yeah, 
And they've got either laminate or hardwood floors. I'm guessing those are some sort of laminate. Okay, great. Oh, look, there's a map on here. It can tell us exactly where they I'm live. Glad, I'm glad we solved it. We solved the mystery. Would you guys Good buy Good job, it? everyone. 250 Canadian, 175 US. Are you curious at all? I Here's what I want. I want to see more from this builder. Tell me what you want. I'll tell you what I really, really want. Okay. I want a zigga zigga zaga say ha. Is that what they say? No. What do they say? They just say zigga zig ah. Oh, that's totally different. I mean, it's way less syllables. I know. I feel like the way I said it is more fun. You were like, yeah, I, I want a ziggy piggy, ziggy piggy, ziggy piggy, ah. Yeah. Ziggy, it's basically the piggy, same thing. Ziggy, basically piggy, the same thing. Ziggy piggy. All right. <laughs> What's next, Steve? Uh, this is part of the show called housekeeping. Housekeeping. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, there's a link down below. You can support us for as little as $1 a month, and we'll get some of that after Patreon fees. If you want to support for more, uh, we've got the $10 level for our super special secret inner circle club where you get to join a secret Facebook group where sometimes we post and we chat and gossip about everyone else also and we've got the five dollar level which is in between the one dollar level and the ten dollar and if you really want to impress some people you could go with what is it called the bragging rights level bragging rights level at twenty five (laughs) dollars we use patreon money to pay the bills that it takes to keep a show like this going travel costs production costs for equipment uh production costs for various services that we have to pay for and things like that shipping costs we have we pay for the ups box Mm -hmm. with patreon money we pay for food so that we don't have to cook on podcasting night it saves a lot of time and frustration and effort here around the house also boating costs boating costs we're big into boating these days we have shipping costs and boating costs so if it, if if it will if the boat will fit in it then it's a ship right that's right there's are there are boats on ships yeah right all right this episode is also brought to you by string joy i just hold it this episode is brought to you by whole gears all right it was a good joke when he did it a few weeks ago it's a good joke now it's not crafted in nashville tennessee played on stages worldwide uh string joy you can just pick like a standard set like nine to 42 or yeah maybe you want a nine to 40 not to maybe you want a nine to 14 set nobody and just, nobody and wants you just that. have decimal points in between Ryan, nobody wants that. like you have nine nine and a half ten ten and a half 11 and a quarter. 12, 13, 14. That could actually work. You could maybe get that. Yeah. Uh, we got a link below. If you use the link, uh, we get a little bit of a kickback. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to use the link, click on the Sweetwater link and then buy it from them. So and then we'll get a kickback that way. Kickback. Uh, no, just uh, go check them out. They're really good strings. And we hope uh, you, when you try a pair or try a set. I've been using them on everything. Really like I have them. no complaints. I've been having a great time with my string joy strings. String joy strings. This episode is also brought to you by Chase Bliss Chase Audio. Bliss Audio. Maker of amazing pedals like the Mood and the New Mood version 2. Nude, which I nude will have. Mood version 2. Eventually. And I'll do a two mood video. Yep. A double mood. Well, one mood was the new mood version 2 is going to be stereo. So I'll run this mono into my stereo mood. And I'll have three mood signals going you, on. Okay, Ryan, I got this idea for your video. Okay, okay, okay. Right First on. of all, go to chaseplusaudio.com. Check out all their pedals. Your video should be called 
you should dress as a vampire. Mm. And it should be called Chase Bliss New Mood. New Mood, because it's a uh, new moon. Because Twilight, well, it's Twilight New Moon. Right, right. Wouldn't that be more of a, a werewolf thing? It, Werewolves call, care about the moon. But it's mood. Oh, you're saying new moon. moon. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe that was the one that featured werewolves a lot. Probably. There are werewolves yeah. in Twilight. I don't think I... I watched the first Twilight with my sister because people of her generation have started watching it ironically. They're not watching it ironically. No, they're... We, they're we, watching it because they love it. No, it's, it was very ironic. It's it's It was a rough watch, that first, I don't know, first movie. Now we're talking I'm about not Twilight. Say, I'm not saying it's not a rough watch. I'm just saying I don't think it's as ironic as they want you to think. It, uh, it felt pretty damn ironic to me, All right. Steve. All I know is I've seen some of the stuff they watch, and I don't know if they're capable of irony. <laughs> I think they're operating, they're operating on a level of irony that we are not prepared to process. I think all of reality is ironic Dude, to them. Speaking of, Taylor Swift did 44 songs. In yeah, new concert. my That's sister crazy. won't stop talking about the t- Taylor Swift show. Forty-four songs. That's a so lot of songs. many songs. I don't think I've ever listened to forty-four songs, <laughs> let alone written. That's like okay. If each song, I mean, I guess if each song is like three. Or f- Dinosaur Ghost only has like ten songs. If at forty-four songs, if each song was three minutes long, that would be a hundred and thirty-two minutes. I think of music. People are like, oh, Taylor Swift always uses the same chord progressions. Yeah, because she's used all of them. She's out. <laughs> all possible combinations of chords have been used. You know, it, it's it's actually... And there's, I, there's 30 possible combinations of chords, and so now she's repeating. I know we talked about that like a couple weeks ago, but it's it's a funny criticism to, to, lob, lob, to, to lob, you know, that, oh, well, one song is GCD and this other one's GDC, and, right. you know, she uses the... The axis chords a lot, like G D E minor C in various combinations. Because they freaking work, man. And they pay but, bills. But it's also like a funny Money thing chords. because like how many now granted there's a lot of like other things going on to make it like kind of more interesting, but I've never how many classic rock right. blues songs, whatever, are just you know, uh G C G C I never DCG. hear anyone complain about A C D C. They they brag about it like it's a feature. Oh yeah, ACDC, all you need is three or four chords and you're rock and roll. When Taylor Swift does it, it's a big problem, apparently. It's a big problem. <laughs> you can play twelve ACDC songs with the same chord progression. <laughs> <laughs> and most of them are their hits. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's talk about this thing. What thing are we talking We're about? We're talking Steve? about the surf box sent by oh, Tim. Oh man. Cornfield, this is holy hell. I know this is something oh, it's that, Australian money, though. No, dude, it's these things are expensive. Like, I was looking at them up, and they're going for thousands and thousands everywhere. There's there was only a hundred of these made. I don't know what you're going to read the about, and I'm going to learn things because I don't actually know a lot about so these. You're asking for about sixty seven hundred dollars for this Soldano Surfbox Reaver Tank and Trem Vibrato, excellent condition. Considered by many the holy grail of reverb, the holy grail of reverb, only 100 made, becoming increasingly rare. Recent online listings as high as 10K. No, this is number 23 of 100. Signed by Mike Saldano. Um, I'm a huge sports Oh, God. I'm a huge sports <laughs> fan. Uh, my absolute favorite athlete of all sports is Michael Jordan, so I always appreciate the fact that it's the only one in the world that was 23 out of 100 because Michael Jordan's number when he played with the Bulls was 23. 
while reverb that's for you guys who don't Steve get was it telling, I was telling me you I, everyone else in the audience probably you understands like, sports you're like why did he die when he was 23 is that why I know, uh, I know he's not dead. Uh, while the reverb is amazing, the trim vibrato are as good as it gets. The front guitar input can feedback the high levels, but playing through the rear input output works perfectly. Oh, that seems problematic. Uh, I have a screen grab here of one that sold on reverb eight years ago for forty three hundred dollars AUD. The three. So here we are, eight years later, and this one's listed for nearly ten grand. All right, here's a hot take. Lay it on me. The three effects that are found in this unit are arguably the most crucial and important effects for a guitar player, period. Well, I don't disagree as far as reverb goes. Trim and vibrato, uh, I think that's more subjective. I don't think everyone uses trim a lot, and they use vibrato sparingly. And this Soldano Surfbox is arguably the best example of all three of these effects you can find anywhere. Like, what do you think is more common uh, in guitar players arsenal of tones vibrato or overdrive overdrive it's probably overdrive right okay if i if if you gave me a list okay and said name name as many guitar effect classes as you can mm-hmm. i think tremolo might be in the middle okay i don't even know if i would name vibrato well, it depends. Are you counting choruses? I would not count choruses. Okay, for broad it's, it's okay. different. All right. Uh, I mean, these are these are common effects built. Sure, in sure, stuff. sure. And it's it's apparently a really rare unit. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It's actually a rack mount that's in it's in a rack mount case. So this is a rack mount. Oh, unit. okay. Is that yeah. how they all? Yeah, they all, all of them are rack mounts. But um, I think they I think they came with this case, with so you could case. either have it in the case or the rack right. mount. The reverb is drippy, springy, cavernous, and naturally beautiful. It takes the quintessential Fender reverb and injects it with life. The Fender ones are dead. Life! It uh, is alive! And the pinnacle of build quality, not to be overshadowed the, by the reverb, the vent, the tram vibrato circuit. Um, sorry. Uh, is The vibrato circuit is based on the Fender brownface showman vibrato. The tremolo is based on a blackface era LDR tremolo circuit as opposed to the neon bulb costing more than an actual slow down amplifier. When it was released, the surfbox has become the stuff of legend. So this, this thing started out expensive and it's even yeah. more expensive now. How, uh, housed inside this box are slow down takes on fenders, brown face and black face, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the other side of the effect is an authentic fender reverb. Cir- okay. We, yeah, we, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, there's all sorts of other options for getting that reverb sound now. Right. You can get yourself a surfy bear. It's solid state, but I think they sound just as good, if not better, than the Fender unit that's just over my shoulder here, which is a reissue. It sounds of, better, but does it inject life? It's not full. It's not alive, Steve. It's not. It doesn't have the culture. At the end uh, of this, they... It's not yeast infected. They literally push this as, due to the rare nature of this item and the special tones it creates... It will guarantee to appreciate every year that you own it. Its value will only go up rather than depreciate. That, to me, makes it feel much more like a great investment, even for simply a collector. So you found this one eight years ago, $4,400. Right. Uh, oh, this is for also 44 AUD. AUD. So that's... Uh, I think it was because, it's because I clicked the original link, and then I was in right. AUD reverse mode or whatever. Right. Um, so... This isn't worth. This isn't 
priced because of its function. Sure. This is priced because of its collectability. It was expensive when it was released. There's only a hundred of them made. This is a collectible for Soldano fans. Right. I was only able to find one video on YouTube that had one of these. Mm-hmm. And it was his Michael Soldano, right? That's the guy's Michael name. Soldano. Uh, Soldano. It was a video of him talking about his rack gear. Yeah. So he just had a rack with all this stuff and there was no playing. So I wasn't even able to find like a sound sample of one of these. Oh, and also the seller says that this thing's broken. <laughs> right. Like he's selling this for like six, seven grand and it's he says it's broken. He says when you plug into the, the front, it feeds back. So you have to plug into the freaking line out. Right. I, I bet it's not an expensive fix. I bet you could take this too. It's broken, so it's worthless. <laughs> You could take it to an amp tech. They could crack it open and they could probably fix it after they wet themselves. After they, they can't believe they can't believe they're in the presence of the legend sploosh, <laughs> the surf box. Um, I do love the look of it. It looks fantastic. I yeah, I would yeah. not turn down a chance to play with one of these things. The price is maybe outlandish. They'll have, maybe they'll have one at NAMM. The price is outlandish. Can we agree? Oh, it's got a pulso trim. That's what it's called. Right. So I'm confused. What's the difference in this case? I watched a video the other day. Uh-huh. It was Blake Wyland's video with String Joy, actually. We talked about String Joy. And the thing that they said on there was that... Um, I hope you ask a question I can answer. Maybe maybe you can't. I don't know. It's that Fender, because they were just like naming things and they were dumb. Right. Okay. okay the yeah. tre- the you know On the Strat, you've got a tremolo, but it's not tremolo. It's vibrato. And they, then they said on the amps, the amps were labeled as vibrato, but really it was tremolo. But what's happening here, because this is tremolo and vibrato, are they the same effect? That's a good question. Are they different effects? No, one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being serious. I, I don't, know, I I don't know. actually know. I know. But like uh, like old, old Magnetone app amps yeah. had a vibrato that was actually a, like a tube pitch vibrato. Right. Uh, and so I'm assuming that this is a a tube-based volume modulation tremolo Mm -hmm. and a pitch modulation vibrato. Uh, So you think they fixed the names? Yes. That's what I'm assuming. I don't think they're reversed on this particular one. Leo Fender didn't play guitar. He wasn't a musician. No, yeah, yeah. But he was a marketing guy. And he was probably like, well, I like this word better. <laughs> That's probably right. what it all like. I like I like the way this word looks in print better on this particular thing. Or just like no one no one cared enough to correct him and it was just like, okay, just roll with it, I guess. Okay, I'm gonna really show But now you talk about tremolo and people guitarists know what you're talking about as far as effects go. But if you go like, oh, I'm gonna do tremolo picking, then they know that that's a different thing. I'm gonna say another dumb thing. Say I, the dumb again, thing. I don't know. What the hell? So this is from Mojo Tone. I trust Mojo Tone. What is, and you've explained this to me before, but I forget. What is harmonic tremolo? Harmonic trim is, it's, it's kind of almost like phase, like a phaser, but it's, it's more of a tonal shift in trim versus a volume modulation. So it phases from like a dark to bright. Which is also a a old tube amp style of trim, and it's become very popular in pedals the past what like five or six years. Yeah. It seems like every trim that comes out has a harmonic option these this days. This says Anna Sounds explains it as a harmonic tremolo is two tremolos arranged in parallel, 
One will let the high frequencies pass while the other will cut the low frequencies. There and this are. alternately, uh, which creates a signal rotation effect. So you're bouncing in between a high pass and a low pass filter. But then this one says harmonic tremolo creates frequency modulation that feels differently and responds differently in the classic volume bass. What the fuck? Steve is on his own journey right now. I just want to know, like, because... What does it actually sound like? It's kind of... You kind of... You got to spend 10 grand to find out what it actually sounds like. Well, well, six and a half grand or whatever. So, because what I'm taking from this is, like, a black panel. Right, like like my my Princeton. Your Princeton, it has speed and intensity. Is that vibrato or tremolo? That is a volume modulation. So, it's tremolo. It's tremolo. I'm using the proper terms, tremolo. Okay. So then in this case, when they say it's a harmonic tremolo, they're talking about a, well, maybe they're getting it differently, but they're functionally talking about what they're calling vibrato. Are they saying the vibrato is a harmonic trem? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that's what they're saying. Okay. That's, does that make sense? Does that follow? Sure. Yeah. All those things were things back in the day. (laughs) It is all very confusing. Like. What are you actually going to get? God damn it, Leo. I know. Well, it's not solely Leo's fault. It's everyone else's fault yeah, for going along with it, you know? <laughs> All right. I, I thought this was a fun curiosity. I don't think anyone should buy it at that price. There are so many excellent options out there. This is purely for the Soldano collectors. Uh, I think it would be fun if Soldano came out with a pedal. Maybe they could even partner up with Surfy Bear. Mm. Come out with a Surfy Bear uh, Soldano surf box, a Surfy box. Soldano is still part of um, Boutique Amplifiers distribution, I think. I think so. So they, obviously they should be partnering with Wampler. Sure. Wampler could partner with them yeah. and do a Surfy That's box. That's the obvious one. Yeah. Wampler, you need, to get in the, you need to get in the Springy Reverb Tremolo game. Well, the, the Soldano could do the spring reverb side, mm. and then Wampler could uh, do the the trim and modulation side. There you go. Yeah, you go. and make it make a pedal out of it. You know, then give us like five percent. Get for, on it, boys! For the idea. Yeah, we want our five percent or else. Is that, is that a good amount? I don't know. Well, if they're going to sell for $10,000, I'm all on board. Oh <laughs> Ryan, what's new? Uh, do I have anything new to talk about? I'm I'm still on a tone journey and gear journey bone, with the, with the like new band. More like a bone journey, am I right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm playing very different guitars, and I play in Dinosaur Ghost, so I'm getting mm-hmm. use of mm-hmm. things that I don't usually use when I'm jamming. Uh, I, I've been using the Harmony Silhouette. Uh, I've been using the uh, the Fender Player Plus Strat. Basically, humbuckers. I've been leaning into humbuckers. When you guys play your first show, how many guitars are you going to bring with you? Uh, probably just three or four. <laughs> no, your, I, your normal number. Of no, I'll probably bring two and and leave one off to the side just just in case of broken string. You're going to be like, I uh, I'm using this two by twelve cab, and I got an ultra light quilter head. Right, right. And I'm going with like a mini. You're probably using a full pedal board, like oh yeah, ten, I've, ten pedals. Well, I I need to. Here's the other thing. I need to make a pedal board specifically for the right. band because I had been going back and forth, like swapping a few things on my on my like on my garage board that I yeah. use for general sounds. Mm-hmm. I also use a garage board for church because it's usually loaded out right. well enough for that. Um, I need to get more specific with a board, so I need to put something together pretty soon <laughs> before our next practice, like. I'm using fuzz. 
I'm using DOD 250 because I always do. Are you about to name the classes of effect? No. Fuzz. Overdrive. I'm using Overdrive. I'm using Chorus, believe it or not. I'm using... Uh, Compressor. I'm not using compressor. I'm using a big ambient reverb. Reverb. And then like an analog delay. Flanger. I'm not using flanger. Vibrato. I'm not using vibrato. Well, I'm using a chorus. Phaser. Phase shifter. Those are different, right? It's a fairly simple board, Envelope filter. Fuzz. Overdrive. uh, Chorus. Delay. Delay and reverb. Yeah, that's pretty simple. This is a pretty standard board. Six pedals. You only said, I mean, you probably have more than one overdrive. Uh, I, I've been, I think just one 50, 50 pedal is going to do me for it. Nice. Yeah. I think, I think that'll get me overdrive and distortion. What, what effects did I forget? I don't know. It's probably some class. Maybe I'll throw a trim on there. I don't know. Like it's just similar enough to my other boards that I put together. It's all stuff that I like, but I'm leaning right. hard into the fuzz and the chorus. And like a like a shim verb sort of thing. I've been using the the slow hand, the slow slow, the soft focus. <laughs> I've been using the cattle and bread soft focus, which I've also been using on my church board. So now I have to make big decisions. I'll probably put the uh, Chase Brian, Bliss Dark World back on my church board. You don't have to make a big decision. You just have to get another one. Then I can run them in stereo. Cattle and bread stereo soft focus, please. I will be on board. I've actually I've been really loving that pedal. I was more implying that you would buy the second one, but no, I want them to come out with a stereo one. Make it easy, <laughs> and then let me demo it. And then I'll have a mono one, and I'll have a stereo one. Gotcha. Yeah, for I've th- been for three rigs. Oh, that's what I should have been talking about. I've I've been. Uh, my worship leader at church was like Ryan. Whenever when are you ever going to do a stereo rig? And I was like, well, you know, like I kind of, I've thought about it, but I don't really want to because I know it's going to, you know, we already struggle to get the sound running in the right. morning and stuff. And you're going to have to run an extra DI and things like that. And he's like, Ryan, look at my rig. And I look down at his rig and he's got this big vocal processor thing and mm-hmm. he's got a laptop. And he's he, my the acoustic guitar playing worship leader who sings has this insane, intense rig for running all of uh, the cues and tracks and stuff like that, and all his vocal right. processing. And he's like, I'm running eight channels. Dang. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, I'll start messing around with the stereo rig. So last week, hold on, how vocal? And then like different channels for cues, clicks. I feel like that, but tracks, that's like, and anybody could run, like, that's kind of like guitar, vocal. I'm like, saying guitar, and he's really only running two. Other, I don't know. He told me he's running a ton of I tracks. I understand that he's running like the tracks. Right. I'm just saying, because when I was playing, we had our drummer run those, and I wouldn't be like, man, our drummer sure is taking up a lot of channels. Like, that's Well, the, also, the the, the 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 tracks are stereo. Sure. Things like sure, that. Like, yeah. So, so I, I tested out a stereo rig this mm. past week, and it was a lot of fun. I did a full hard pan side to side, and I actually I swapped that uh, the UA. How many uh, people vomited? Deluxe sixty five. Well, none of them. Vo- I didn't see. It. I didn't check the parking lot afterwards. Oh, okay. So I didn't get a full count on that. People might have been throwing up in the parking lot. Gotcha. Um, but I I swapped out the UA for the Line Six HX Stomp. Right. Because it's stereo out. Because I set it up to be stereo amps. I split into a Princeton and a Deluxe Reverb. Mm-hmm. Hard pan. 
Hard. Side to side, hard pan, two amps, two Zero different, on one totally, side, different totally different cabs, totally different, totally different mic settings on it. And then I made I, the patch that I made. I put two different delays on it, both of them stereo delays. One was the sweep echo where it does this like, yep. like side to side, and the other one was just a very standard kind of like stereo lightly bouncing but not quite ping pong sort of thing uh-huh. and one of them i had on dotted eighth and one of them i had on quarter notes so i would stack them off the hx stomp and everything is shifting and bouncing back and forth and swirling and it sounded amazing in my in-ear monitors yeah and then before that i've got the board right down here i was running uh the soft focus that's the last mono thing on the board then it runs into the walrus juliana which i was running stereo which was running into the source audio true spring which i was running a stereo so i had various things running stereo into the hx stomp as well i'm thinking that i might want to like eventually build out a full stereo board okay like two fuzzes running in par- in stereo parallel uh-huh. Uh-huh. into two overdrives running in stereo parallel running into a stereo reverb into a stereo chorus into the the hx stomp so you did this last week what am I going to do for a volume pedal? I'm going to need two volume pedals. You're going to need two volume pedals. You did this last week. I did this last week. And they haven't how asked many, me to leave the church yet. How many people complimented your tone afterwards? The same amount as always. Zero. Zero. <laughs> it's all for me. No one no one actually notices or cares. Are you kidding? I did all these things. No, it, sound, it sounded amazing in my in-ears where I control the mix and make sure I am the loudest thing there. However, my sound <laughs> man, who controls what everybody else in the building hears, heard it for like 13 seconds and was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Let's break him down to mono again. It's like, uh, this wide mix is making everyone sick. No. I, the, the one that's like going to he break. Heard, he heard the, fir- the first whoosh and was like, nah. That, that, that's enough. That sunflower uh, trim that I have, mm-hmm. that's a stereo trim that'll pan left and right hard. I could do a stereo trim on the HX Stomp 2, but I kind of want to keep those delays on there. Right, right. If I if I bust out the hard panning stereo trim, I'll probably get kicked off the worship team. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, do you have anything new? No. <laughs> That all just reminded me of, I like... I have a lot of gear adventuring going on right now in my personal life. That reminded me a lot of uh, of the week where I went through a whole set going, like, woodcutter, 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 woodcutter. Like, everything was just woodcutter. And uh-huh. I thought it sounded, like, so cool. And then afterwards, the sound guy was like, yeah, it sounded really good, but, like, it would feel the room better. It would feel the room better if you used something, like, a little warmer. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, nah, I get you. Like, and he's a guitar, like a, the sound guy was a guitar player. Sure. So like, he's like, yeah, if you get, you got like, do you have a tube screamer on your board? Like that would fill the room a lot better. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I kind of a problem. It would be kind of fun to have to hire someone to come into your band practice, whether it be at church or like your regular band practice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they come, they're the tone doctor. They show up, they sit there, and they listen to you. Uh-huh. uh-huh. They're watching you play. They're watching what you use. They're, listen, they're listening to the sounds and the mix and stuff like that. And they're like, this is really not the pedal for you. Let me, let me, and every single time as a two-screamer, like, let's swap this in. Hell, look, now you have mids. Now you're in the mix, you know? They're like, they're like, uh, uh, hold on, let me, hold on. Uh, yeah, just 
You need a boss pedal. Right, right. Here's no, some, like, like let's some, get some boss pedals. Like you, you, you take your band to go visit the, the tone doctor. Yeah. Like you do it in their space. You set up your band, you start playing, and then they start swapping things in and out for you. And like, no, this is this is it. There's people who do, you know, people who do that professionally, like roadies who do that sure, professionally, yeah. and who like pick out gear for the artists that they work. All right, here's stuff. here's the commercial. But I want it to be something that I can access. Here's I want to I want to go and I want to pay a hundred dollars for it to happen for two hours. Here's the commercial. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You got a band. They're playing. They're playing some kind of modern rock. Okay. Like All right. some like mid scooped, right. you know, yeah. hard rock thing. Kind of like, again, like really growly, like kind of, yeah. like, like post grunge sort and, of voice. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like obviously mid scooped yeah, guitars, yeah. right? Chuk-a-chuk-a-chuk. But it's, because, it's mid scooped because that genre like mid scoops a lot, right? Yeah. Whatever genre it is. And then it goes, is your tone sick? And it makes it sound like, Dude, these guys have sick tone. And then this guy comes in and he's the tone doctor. Yeah, he's tone just, doctor. And he's like, if your tone like or do you is your tone sick? Call the tone doctor. And then then it cuts to it's the same band, but they're playing some, you know, other genre of music mm. that's known for like very upfront mids. Yes, yes. That's the commercial. Yes. Oh, now you can hear yourself. I'm Thanks. on my way to Madison Avenue. Thanks, Tone Doctor. Now I can hear myself because I stopped scooping my mids, and I'm using a tube screamer now. <laughs> you know what you need if you want to hear yourself? You need the wacka. That's right. You're just it's not got loud enough. Nine boosts. You're just not loud this enough. This episode's brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. They make the wacka. They're making it. They're some. We signed them, and we we signed signed the signed the backs, and we sent them back. This one's not signed. We signed the back. We this is actually back. an extra rare, super duper rare pedal because it's the only one that's not signed. It might actually be a zero serial number inside there it might not be signed at all even by grant i could crack it open right now steve i don't think i suspect it's not signed well i, I have cracked this open before because i know that the circuit board is labeled bubbles which is right. what we were going to name it yeah. before uh simon the magpie came out with yep. a pedal called bubbles before we were able to finish this thanks a lot simon <laughs> but then we came up with a cooler name i think the wacka yeah uh i'm i'm two screws in Two and a half screws in. We're going to find out if this is signed and if it's special. So Ryan's going to look at edition. this. Uh, head on over to BigEarPedals.com. Get on their mailing list. I think they're still sold out of a lot of stuff, but there might be a few things in stock. They're working that on making things. Know about. And if you want to know when they get things out, you want to get on that list. Boom. It's oh, got a there's full a message got on a there. Story. Brian, congratulations. You invented the dumbest pedal ever. We love you. <laughs> Grant Wilson and Karen. Built 117-2023. Proto. Serial number zero, zero, zero. Nice. Yeah. I'm never selling that unless I can get a lot of money for it because Josh Scott talked about it one time. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to do a new segment for our topic this week. Uh, oh, we, yeah. we talked about doing this a while ago. And we finally uh, got enough finally entries got to enough do it. Entries. Uh, so yeah, we talked actually. Well, we talked about at the beginning of the year. We might not have enough time to do the last ad. Yeah, we'll do the last ad. We're Steve is committed. Um, we got to do the last we ad. Do this the last segment ad. is called Bash My Build. We had three people uh, since we first announced this back in January send us their home builds, and we're going to talk about them. 
yeah, we're going to take a look at what you guys have been working on. And hopefully this will be the first in a series of this. Yeah, basically send us the guitars that you built at home. And every time we get three of them, we'll, we're will we going to run this as a topic. Whether they be full builds or if they are modifications, yeah. refins, pickup swaps, stuff like that. Show us your cool and creative builds, modifications, and so on and so on. So this first one says, hi, guys. First off, sorry for the poor English below. That's fine. Uh, it's because it's his second language. This is from Peter. He says, that being said, I designed and built my first real guitar one year ago. I have perhaps four kit builds under my belt. Before that, neck is mahogany. Uh, the pickup and tuners are bought, but everything else is hand-tooled from materials I had lying around my small wood shop. Body is a slab of elm, and pretty much what you see is what you get. The only thing not obvious is that the brass palm rest is grounded to avoid plopping sounds because the bridge is not grounded. Now thrash ah. it. P.S. The, the rhythm guitar on the Surf Noir EP you played a couple months ago in the end of the show was this very build. Cool. Very cool. So we've heard this guitar. That's really interesting about grounding to that brass arm plate there. Yeah. He could have he grounded to the, the, the string trapeze there. I wonder why he didn't. I wonder why he didn't. I don't know. Yeah, typically with like uh with like uh I'm that uh where is it? That bass. Oh, did you sell it? I don't remember. Oh yeah, yeah, the the Eastwood bass. Yeah. I did sell that. Yeah. Uh that's grounded, I believe, to the uh the it's not grounded to the bridge. It's to the ground, trapeze. Grounded to the trapeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, he could have grounded it there. I wonder why he made that decision. I, this looks like a very clean build to me. Yeah. Like this is a home build where I'm, I'm pretty dang impressed. I like the lines of the body. I wish there were pictures of the front of the headstock. Yeah. The front, the back of the headstock looks beautiful. It's so, got that flat Martin sort of shape at the top of it. I uh, got some very classy looking open back tuners and some very clean woodworking lines. On that neck, I'm I'm impressed with this build. He ended up not going with the original drawing design here. Uh, do you think that there's an F hole underneath the pit guard, or do you think it's it's just like this? It is possible there's an F hole under the pit guard. I'm a little surprised that there's no volume control. Mm -hmm. uh, the output jack is on the back of the guitar. Big panels on the back of the guitar. Um, I. I'm assuming that he was going doing that for weight reduction or for some sort of chambering. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why he went with the removable plastic back panels instead of doing something uh, kind of wood, but I don't mind it. I think it, I think it fits. I think it fits the kind of quirky look of this guitar. I kind of wish he'd done brass panels. What on is, the back. what is this? What's this bit? What is this round well, he, thing? He's using a, one of those drill bits that's really extra wide, but that it has uh, the screw tip the, on the end to, yeah. to guide it. So he was using that to remove most of the wood, and then he was cleaning it up with the chisel. Gotcha. So that's gotcha. why there's all those little round holes in the middle of a circled bit. I know that, that Mark. I've done that plenty of times on dumb projects. But I yeah, we don't have a shot of it finished, so we don't know how clean his chiseling work was after the fact. Yeah. But based on everything else, I, ha I have a feeling it's pretty dang clean. I mean, yep. look, look, the lines on this guitar are, are honestly, frankly, beautiful. Whole lot of brass. It looks real. The brass looks real nice. It's got a nice touch in the little, uh, the pick or the pickup there in the uh, in the neck position, matching the 
pit guard is, I, is real neat. I really like that pit guard shape too. That little bit of yeah. flare there just before the bridge. This is the sort of thing where I wouldn't be surprised to see this guitar hanging uh, on a stand at the at the like the boutique builders booth at at NAMM. What is that called? At the San Diego County Fair. Sure. Yeah. Oh, totally. We're not really bashing this, aren't we? Supposed no, to be I think this is a good build. <laughs> unless unless it sucks to play and it sounds awful, which I doubt it does. Like, it looks like a great build. I suspect that this sounds weird. Well, sure. Like, unplugged. But I, I say weird. It's going to sound like, you know, I've well, got... Well, plugged I've in, got, it's going to sound like a Telecaster neck pickup. Sure. But uh, unplugged is going to it's, it's going to sound like an old ass like 1950s arch top. It's going to sound kind of dead and thin and small is my guess. I could be totally wrong. It's not going to project. It's not going to be a big acoustic sound. It's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. It's it, think of it more like a Dan Electro. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably what it feels like. It's probably a similar feel to a Dan Electro, like some somewhere between a Martin and a Dan Electro. That's what I imagine this guitar. I wish feels I could like. tell how thick the body is. It's not. Yeah. It's not that thick. Is we it? need more pictures. All right, that's Ryan's critique of this. We want more pictures. Let's do the J Surfer next from this is the, Nicholas Delano. This uh, Nicholas Delano says, "I'm a longtime follower of Sixty Cycle Hum. I appreciate your surf sensibilities." As I prefer playing surf slash instrumental, but that's not the point. Just listen to your podcast titled Does JHS Deserve Fanboys? And you invited viewers to submit their own. That's funny. Someone listened to that episode. I'm so Uh, proud. uh, I will submit my build for bashing. If you can find a thing to bash, (laughs) I I originally modified this as part of a $200 guitar challenge between a few friends and myself. It started as a J Terser. I replaced the pickup with some Fender takeoff singles. A custom pit guard for a color change, wired, switchable from bridge neck, parallel. Also around the body, except a Floyd Rose. It's recessed and floating. It's a, this is licensed Floyd. The nut was routed for locking. The only thing I can complain about is the pot metal China Floyd Rose. Usually holds, but occasionally reveals its quality and will not settle back into equalization. Ah. Since the $200 build challenge I've adopted as my main, and I've slowly gone way past the $200 budget, repairing pots and replacing the zinc parts on the licensed Floyd Rose, I've also installed a kill switch. He's replacing individual parts on the licensed Floyd Rose? Man, you you got it bad. Just buy a good Floyd Rose. <laughs> just buy the just buy a real Floyd. Just, like, you can put this, the cheap one back on if you ever decide to sell it. Just buy yourself a good Floyd Rose. Okay, so this is the original with the, with the torque guard. Yeah. White, white pickups. I want a surf guitar with a Floyd Rose. That sounds fun. Like this is a fun looking guitar. I love the mod down to two pickups. Mm-hmm. I even like the black on black look with the black singles on the black pickguard. I think there's something classy about it in in this, this situation. Is this pickguard hand cut? It might it looks, be. It looks hand cut. It looks a bit wobbly, doesn't it? It looks yeah. like there's burrs on it, and like this little edge down here. By the bridge, there's a little bit of a bump there. Next time, don't send pictures that are so high resolution when we won't be able to pick these things apart, wow. guys. No, I, I'm. This is fun. I'm glad no, we're cool. doing this. I hope it becomes a a, a staple on the show. Uh, people just they just have to send us pictures of their builds, and we'll file it away on on the email. You know. Yeah. Uh, what is what do you think that switch does? It's a kill switch. That's a kill switch. Yeah. Okay. 
beautiful. Did you not listen to anything I just said? I was said, busy Ryan? looking at the guitar, Steve. Um, here's the thing I don't understand. Did he just, did he just paint the pickup covers black? Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, that's what's going on. <laughs> I thought we were seeing edges of the pit guard. No, that the, the pickups are painted black and they're wearing away on the edge, which I actually don't hate. The look. I see a white pickup and I want, want to, to paint, paint it, it black. black. I I think he made this guitar way more special than it was. Like before, because like, oh, Jay Turser, sure, we know, you know, that's it's a budget guitar. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of fun that it's an offset. And then throwing on that Floyd Rose and making it two pickup and giving it a bit of like a garage rock vibe with its looks like it. I'm on board. I like it. Like if Jay Turser started selling those, I'd buy one. So here's what I am. I'm wondering. Uh I feel like I've almost feel like it's cheating, but I suppose it's not. It's just, it was a two hundred dollar guitar challenge. So why the way I'm interpreting this is he bought this guitar for a hundred dollars, right? And then put a hundred dollars in like different parts in it. Well, but he the, he really only took he took out a pickup and he put in a Floyd Rose and a locking nut. So I'm right. assuming the lion's share of the money went to the Floyd. I think he replaced all the all the pickups. Did he fully replace them? Yeah, he says I, I really wasn't paying attention when Fender you were takeoff talking. Singles. So he took this pit guard fully out as it was. Maybe he, maybe the hardware is the same. I kind of, um, yeah, I think the electronics might be the same. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, I know it looks great. And if he's having a lot of fun with it, uh, I think this is always a thing that's like kind of a possible hang up on like, First of all, this guitar is worthless. Right? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You modified this into, you got bought a hundred dollar J Terser and you still have a hundred dollar J Terser. Right. Right. It's, it's uh, a lateral, it's a, it's a but, side grade. But you I know? think this really pays a uh, testament to the, uh, to what you can accomplish if you know how to do things. Yeah. Right. Excuse me, because this looks really cool now. It's got a real, like the Floyd Rose is a really cool take. Like you said, like maybe instead of replacing every part, zinc part as it fall, as it fails, like just bite the bullet and go all in. But just pay 160 bucks, yeah. get a real Floyd. Even the, Right. Even though a real Floyd is going to cost you more than this guitar is worth. Right. Right. But you're not, uh, you're not, the, the Floyd will make the, the good Floyd will make the guitar. I really like encouragement. And that's something I, I threw a real Floyd onto a, a slammer by Hamer. Yeah. And it absolutely improved the playability of the guitar. I really like the knobs on this. Yeah. Um I like I like those knobs in general, but they don't work on everything, but I think they really work here. Yeah. Like you wouldn't put those knobs on a Les Paul, it would look like no, it looked dumb. It looks stupid. It totally works on this. It's it's he turned it into a really freaking cool like the hives would play that guitar. Yeah. You know, it's a garage rock machine that happens to have a Floyd, which is like Floyd's, it, they don't have to be for metal. They don't have to be. They can be for other stuff. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, this last one was sent by Matt Good from Trust Club. We've played their songs, I think, a couple times. Yeah. It says, hi, Ryan and Steve. Please find, attach some original and more recent pictures of my duo supersonic hybrid. It's my first foray into building towards the end of 2020 after modding a bunch of my guitars intended to be a purpose-built for live use, I built the body from basswood to be as lightweight as possible and used a refinished 24-inch scale neck, 
supposedly from a 90s Jagmaster I bought off Reverb. As for hardware, it wears cast, Cat Whiskers single coils, which is a local pickup maker where he lives, a Wilkinson cutoff telebridge and Wilkinson tuners, and a homemade pick guard. Wilkinson parts, I think, really are the way, seem like the way to go. If you're like I mean, trying to, yeah, they're pretty if solid. You're trying to stay on a budget. Uh, but they're not expensive. Like that bridge was probably like 35, yeah. 45 bucks or something like that. That, yeah, the, all their hardware is great, you know. Uh, it all works awesome. Electronic wise, it's the two low output pickups permanently wired in series with one volume unless the knob is pulled up, which activates the selector switch for standard neck parallel middle bridge operations. Wow. Uh, so it's actually like all, like reverse of. So my telly is like, I think the reverse of this. Yeah. Um, where my telly button down is normal operation. If I pull it, then it goes into series. Um, again, kept as simple as possible for live use while I'm seeing the shell pink finish was my first go at spray can nitro. It came out a little orange peely up close, but looks all right. Sounds like yours. Every time I spray anything. R- rattle can is uh, good, good from six feet and no closer. Uh, um, and as you can perhaps see, the thin finish is wearing very quickly. It's gotten me through many gigs with Trust Club, and it is the first guitar I tend to pick up to, to play. Would be fun to see it on the podcast. Well, here it is. Hope this is fun. Are uh, you having fun? I'm having fun. <laughs> this there's some. Oh, I did not think about that. I see this right away uh, on this close-up picture of the body. This is basswood, which is considered one of the softer... Right, there's dings uh, going on already. Softer, quote, hardwoods that you would use for guitar building. And that's got some gashes in it. Yeah. Also, like... I think this turned out really cool. I think you've made a really fun-looking guitar. I I love the honesty of this home build in appearance. And we're like you can tell this is a home build. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell by the cut of the wood and the texture of the paint and the grain through the paint that by the, the, the cuts and the curves that are different from it, from the original, Mm -hmm. you can tell this is a home build. It has a, it has a pine wood derby quality. Oh yeah. 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 To the body. And I mean that in like a, sincerely like warm fuzzy nostalgic feeling sort of way like it this this feels like how many pinewood derbies did you do growing up a bunch i was same here same here uh i was a boy scout um i wasn't you were doing it with like church club things on church yeah in church uh so you know that exact like You've got a, a parent that has enough garage skills to get themselves in trouble, but not to make something, you know, high polished. Yeah. That they're, they're, they're busting out, you know, the orbital sander and they're putting a few interesting edges on your Pinewood Derby and then they're giving it a rattle can finish mm-hmm. and it, or like an enamel brush on finish or something like right, that. Right. And it just has that quality to it that I don't, th- like, I don't think a pro could do that intentionally and have it turn out authentic. Like there's an, right. there's an authenticity to this build that I'm deeply appreciating right now. It's got mojo. Mm-hmm. It's got those JWs. We talked about this. We talked about this earlier. The um, Jack white units of measurement of mojo. Yes. yes, yes, yes. The JWs. Um, what the hell's going on with this pick guard? There's, there's interesting things going on with the pick guard. Uh, 
Well, you get you get a pretty standard like point overhang at the bridge. Like you see that yeah, on yeah, on various fender builds. Yeah. Uh the little hiccup uh just below the neck before getting to the control horn, mm-hmm. uh that catches my eye bad. Was this that a- looks like a router mistake to me. Um it is very clear it's very clear that this was done by hand, by eye, eyeballing it with a tabletop router is, is my guess. They, they, you need to have a really decent template and a pretty good router bit with a little roller on it mm-hmm. to uh, a, a tracing bit to get even a, a passable pick guard. Like I've worked on projects where like I had to cut three pick guards to get it right. Cause the, the, right. the ba- router bit jumps and you're nervous and, and things I mean, and this stuff is, like that. Yeah. This is better than anything I would make. I, this, I, this I is definitely say this is like a second attempt for me. Right. Out of that three that I did, this is the second attempt. And the third was just a lot, lot cleaner. You I, know? I, the more I stare and the first at it, was a total disaster. The more I stare at this, the more I really get those Mustang vibes from it though. Yeah. And I, I do really appreciate that. A hardtail Mustang with the pickups at reverse angle, like yeah, that's a, that's looks, a fun guitar. It looks really good. I think really with the pickguard, there's those little angles to nowhere kind of happening. I think I would make the pickguard coverage on the lower horn bigger, just so it covers more. But I also understand again, like that's basically what the Jagstang pickguard does. Is the Jagstang has a, a softer round lower horn? Yeah, and the the pick guard is is very much the Mustang pointy pick guard. It, it doesn't match. This is um this is an American hybrid with this is a, an American home build spiritual hybrid with Soviet guitars. Mm, mm-hmm, like we covered mm-hmm. a Soviet guitar last episode. Like this has that energy, right? You know. It has it really has something going on. I hope it plays great because I yeah. I mean, he says it's his number one gigger, so it must how play hard, great. If as long as he can get the bridge in the right place, yeah. If you're using a production neck, like it's a piece of wood with a neck and a bridge, yeah. Like how bad can you screw it up? Like that's as much encouragement as anyone can get. Like try stuff, go build stuff for sure. Work on some projects, guys. We want to see them. Email us your photos. 60 cycle homecast at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us your story. We'll read it. Like I said, every time we get three, uh, we're probably going to do it. Cause uh, yeah, I was thinking maybe like if we it. get three, we just do, uh, do them instead of an, of ads. It's like, Oh, it's a home oh, build, yeah. home build episode. We'll, you know, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll build the episode to make it work. This episode has been crazy guitar drenched, like just yeah. chock full oh, of guitars yeah. because yeah. we doubled up by making the topic more pictures of guitars. Editing Ryan is fuming right now because he had to copy paste a couple oh pictures around and line wow, them up just right. Oh, editing oh. Ryan. Uh, let's hit He's this a little time. bitch and I hate him. Jesus. Uh, this was sent by Paul Blaine. Uh, this is for sale. We got a lot of freaking ads from Canada. Yeah. What's that all this about? This is in eh? Vancouver. What was British that all Columbia. about? Eh? <laughs> uh, used it to organize paints for a couple months, but don't need any more in great shape. Save yourself the tax and shipping. It's listed for 20, but that's a Canadian 20, so it's like 12. 12, eh? 12. Yeah. 
So this is, uh, it was used to hold paint. Someone sent it to us like, hey, is this a pedal board potential? And like, <coughs> I can't look at this thing without laughing. I like, I get why, I get, this makes total sense for paints. But the moment you imagine pedals on it, it's like some sort of weird cutaway of a Roman Colosseum where all your pedals are watching you and judging you as you battle it out in your music I space. I don't even think you could use this. No. To put pedals on it. No. It's, way, it's actually too small. It's way too small. Um, <laughs> which I don't think I realized. Uh, let's see. But Pink. imagine, Steve, imagine theater of the mind here. Uh, imagine that it was big enough. Imagine this concept and it's I'm big trying. enough. I'm trying. <laughs> Imagine how hilarious it would feel to be in the same room as it. This is twenty one ninety five. Imagine someone, someone po- like you're you're standing there in the audience watching the band load up, and uh, and the guitarist comes out and drops this on the stage, and you're looking over it like, what the hell am I looking at? And it's it's got fifteen pedals on it. That's how big it is. How big is three point seven centimeters? This isn't a pedal board. This is a pedal bleacher. Do you have a ruler? Uh, there's a, there's a, duck, uh, there's a, what is it called? A tape Measure measure tape. on the top of my, uh, my tool chest there. Yeah. We're in a garage. It's a real garage. I know it looks blue and cool and like a guitar cool hangout area, but over there, there's a, a workbench and I got some surfboards and piles of boxes with paints and uh, spare light bulbs. The, the and- answer is no. You cannot use this as a pedal board. I know, but imagine you could. Imagine the size of it was different, Steve. Like maybe you could put mini pedals on it. What what guitar stuff could you organize? This, this pedal? Uh-huh. Too big. That's too big? Too big. So this is like for like the little enamel uh hobby paints like you might use to paint your uh Pinewood Derby. You know? There's do people outside of the USA do Pinewood Derby. They're little, well, they're little wood cars and you do them as crafts as a, as a kid, if you're in scouts or other organizations and you, you race them by rolling them down a, uh, a slotted track. Why is this covered in hair? I want to know if that's a thing outside the United States. Were you shaving with this covered in hair? It looks like it's covered in hair. It's uh, it was like flocking or something oh, from like a brush or something uh, like that. Okay. That is weird. Um, Why was it covered in that? <laughs> what but, else is covered in that? Yeah. So this is each one of these levels is like one and a half inches deep. So this one, oh, okay, this yeah. won't even fit. This is like a full two inches. Well, if the, if the, if the foot switch hung over, like you could do it, I kind of. I, I guess like you could like maybe make resting it. on my finger like a pretty little bird. Well, if you just wanted to display them, but you couldn't use it as like a pedal board. No, no, you could use it as a display. Um, yeah, I don't. That's know. That actually would be kind of cute to I have f- your little corner display, and all your pedals are stacked up, and they're watching you from the corner of the room while you sleep at night, and they're always staring yeah, it does, at you it with does their little eyeballs. Look like it would be like an amphitheater. I'm then. telling you, man, I'm getting big amphitheater. I'm getting Roman Coliseum. I'm getting uh, bleachers vibes. Like you set this up, and you feel like your pedals are watching you play a little baseball game when you're playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> now you like it. Now you're into oh, yep, it. Yep, you got me there. <laughs> but even like this thing is like the miniest of mini pedals. Yeah, that's very tiny. Like an inch and a half 
It'll still it's it hang yeah, on the you edge. Could, you could stand them up. Yeah, you could stand them up. As long as they can stand on their edge like that, they can they can sit there and judge you from a distance from the corner of your room. Yes. Yeah. So Why, last week, no, like two weeks ago, we covered that Telecaster corner guitar. There was yeah. two guitars at a right angle. Something about things that go in corners is cracking me up, like just busting me up lately. That guitar cracked me up. Like, I don't think it did in the episode, but when mm-hmm. I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, I'm, lo- I'm losing my mind over this guitar. And now this thing, I'm losing my mind over this stupid corner shelf. Like, even for like not putting pedals on it, imagine using this as a shelf. Like, I've got to find a corner to put my yeah. corner shelf into. It could go, uh, it could go straight back right there. I should do dupl- it perfectly. I should duplicate this in the back room. It should be the right size and just this pyramid. <laughs> A pedal pyramid? Oh, my gosh. The pedal pyramid, guys. Pedal I pyramid. could use it as a ranking system for pedals. Holy hell, am I going to do this? Like picking my favorite pedals by ranking them up the pedal uh-huh. pyramid uh-huh. and things like creep up as they're introduced? They make a version of that. Uh, this brand, Cromlech, uh, makes a what version. What words just are you saying stare. right now? That's what this is. Cromlech miniature oh, paper. Okay, all right, all right. Cromlech. Cromlech. All right. I I didn't actually read the ad. I didn't know what yeah. word you were using. Um Yeah, I just uh Cool. Cool. Thumbs up. Good ad, guys. Is it time to pick the winner? Let's pick the winner. Let's pick the winner. Cool. That's how we're gonna uh, that's how we're, that's how that's the official way to end conversations now. That's the sixty cycle hum way. Cool. Cool. <laughs> we're gonna get to Nam, and someone's gonna be talking, and we're just we gonna need to make a shirt of that now. We're just gonna look at him. Cool, cool. <laughs> we're just gonna be talking to someone, and we're gonna in the middle of it. We're just gonna be like, hold on, hold on. Cool, and then turn around and walk away. Exactly. And no, let's practice that right now. We'll turn each out. We'll go out. Okay. Yeah. Got to get out of this conversation, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. And that's how we're gonna peace out on people at Nam. <laughs> All right. I got my pick. Oh man. Uh we did the nine string. We did the surf box. The surf box and the corner thing. Yep. All right. What's your pick? All right. Are we doing three three, two, one, corner pedal board. I was gonna go surf box. Oh it's surf box is fine. Are we doing you really Thumb feel board. that you feel Thumb. that strongly about no, surf I don't, box? I don't I let's flip a coin. Or pick. Here, we we have the sacred Two Princes pick. Two Princes Spin Doctor's pick. It has Chris's name on the back. Official right. Spin Doctor's pick. Uh so Surfbox is Spin Doctors and uh corner pedal board is Chris. That works because one starts with an S and the other one starts with a C. Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? Chris. The corner pedal board. I win again. <laughs> Our good luck charm. Our final decider of who wins these uh, things. So congrats to whoever sent that in. You won. A $10,000 reverb, Steve. You think, I'm, you think I'm going to vote against it? Paul Blaine. $10,000. Oh, on the, the surf box? Yeah. I just like seeing something I didn't know about. You know? No, no, I mean that's I didn't know about corner. Dude, it I was, didn't know about Chrome like miniature paint racks. It was, but Steve, 
You don't you don't know anything about most paint racks. That's true. The the surf box was about a spring reverb unit. A spring uh, yeah, reverb yeah. unit, Steven. You, you didn't know that about. I did not know about. So I uh, went on a little you, you know learned, personal you, you interest journey. You yes. learned a thing. I learned this a thing. song is sent by Mason Henry. He this says This episode's gone wild. Hey guys, love the pod. It would be an honor to have my band song on the show or just for you all to have a listen. This is the link. This band is called Kinda Evil. Uh, this is on Bandcamp. This song is called Teeth. That's a good band name. I'm having a lot of fun here, Steve. That was excellent. Yeah. Uh, no notes whatsoever. I expect to hear that on the radio, please. <laughs> that was great. Some of the radio. Oh, when I drive to the grocery store. Oh, okay. Yeah. I listened to a song and a half on the way nice. to get hot dog buns. Um, you want to hear this song and half of another song. I want to, I want to open for this band when they come through town. Like that was excellent. Yes, please. All right. Bye, everybody. Stay grounded. <laughs>